Good morning, Ascent. So glad you guys are joining us here this Sunday. Hey, we're in a, a really cool place today here in Boulder uh, as part of what we want to talk about. Did you guys know that the, there's analogy in the Bible in both the Old and New Testament, in Jeremiah, in Isaiah, and then Paul refers to it even in the New Testament, where we are looked at as a ball of clay. God looks at us and says, we're a ball of clay. And he said, he's a potter. And he's got a plan and a purpose and a design for this ball of clay. Man, we hear that, but we don't even know what that really means. When that was said a couple thousand years ago, they knew what it meant. That being a potter and clay, that was a, that was a normal occurrence back then. We don't know what that means today. So today, part of what we want to do is learn about what this means. What does it mean to throw clay? What's it mean to spin some clay and, and to, to, to shape it? Well, we're going to learn about that here at the Studio Arts of Boulder. And, and Katie's in, the, she, she's in there. She's going to teach us how to do this, okay? I might as well learn it if this is that important to God to put it throughout scripture. What does that have to do with our lives? I can't wait to tell you guys, okay? So here's what we're gonna do. Becky's gonna sing us a song. We'll learn more about what's going on here at Ascent, and then we're gonna spend some time spinning some clay today. All right, let's worship the Lord together. Well, welcome everybody. It is so good to be together again. Um, as Bill said, we're going to start our time with worship. Uh, actually, Tyler is going to be leading it. So would you join us wherever you are? Would you sing along? We raise our voices together. We'll sing when darkness, when darkness tries to roll over my bones. When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know As I won't be shaken I won't be shaken Oh, my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feel doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. We'll sing shame no longer. Shame no longer has a place to hide. And I am not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind I won't be shaken I won't be shaken Oh, my fear Oh, my fear Doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear Doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. We'll sing this power, this power that can break up every chain. This power that can empty out a grave. 
We never get tired of singing about God's love. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Maurice and I'm one of the teaching pastors here on staff. I got something very, very important that I want to talk to you about. I interrupted just briefly to tell you about this important thing right here. Are you ready? That important thing that I want to talk about is you. That's right. We value you, your presence and all that you bring to everything, to our space, our community and everything else. And because we value that, we really encourage every single person here at Ascent to be connected and to be in community. Because we understand your importance, we know how important community is also. October 4th, we're gonna be starting an entire series talking about the value of community. But before October 4th, you have an opportunity. You have a chance to be a part of that. We want every single person to be in a core group. So on your screen, you're gonna see an opportunity, two opportunities to either be in a core group or if you're interested in possibly leading a core group. So if you're gonna be in a core group or even lead a core group, this is your chance. Check out that website. And I can guarantee you now, if you're a person who's already writing off leading a core group, you think that you can't, you're probably a prime candidate for a person who can, all right? I know from experience. There's one more other thing that's a super exciting news that I'm gonna share with you as well. Five families, that's right, five families have decided to be a part of Ascent's mission and vision financially. They have opted into giving financially and that is so impactful. The things that we do, the way that we bless our community, it happens because of you. And five families decided to do that. We hope that you consider giving financially as well or continue to give that you, if you, for those of you who have already been doing so. This is something that we love and that we value um, as a church and as a community. And there's multiple ways to give. You can check out your screen for those multiple ways to give. And once again, we hope that you consider doing so. Well, Bill's about to get started, but before he does, I got a prayer to say, and then we're gonna jump right into the message. God, today, this day that you have brought us, 
We thank you for it. And we pray that those five families and those other families who are being a part of a sense, mission and vision, the families that are a part of a, a Louisville community, the ones who are a part of the core groups or considering to be a part of core groups, everyone that we have seen and that's watching this uh, uh, YouTube or whatever it may be on our um, on the screens right now, we pray for every single family and we hope that you're in involved in what we're doing and we lift you up and we pray that today is a great day. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. All right, you guys, let's get going with what I want to talk about today. You guys, this, this analogy, this analogy of potter and clay, it is, it has stuck with me for some reason. And I don't even know why. I, I have read this passage a number of times through the years, or these passages, because there's, there's a number of them around potter and clay. And, and I, I feel like it's kind of an archaic uh, analogy. I feel like it's, a, it's one that, that, um, you know, that isn't very culturally relevant. Can ever, not very many people even know potter and clay. Uh, you know, I, I know the song. There's, a, there's an old hymn. I am the potter, you are the clay. You know, see, you notice how deep my voice gets when I'm singing a hymn like that? Uh, but it, you know, I know the song, I know those kinds of, but, but I've, it's, I've read over it and just, I go right past it. It's almost maybe even too simple of an analogy for, and, and I just go, oh yeah, okay, potter and clay. But for some reason, this one has stuck with me this time. I, I've, I've thought more about this clay in the potter's hands. I've thought about the fact that God's got me in his hands and he's shaping this kind of misshaped, uh, ugly piece of clay. It cracked and hardening and that's me. And that God's got that and he's, and he's shaping and he's got a plan and he's, and he's thinking through what that's going to look like and what that's going to be like. And for some reason, I started thinking, I've been thinking more about it so much that my conversations with Jackie, with my wife, I'll talk to her. And then in the midst of it, I'll just be going, man, this is potter and clay stuff. Jim and I will be talking about things that are going on here at the church. And in the midst of COVID, and I'm going, this is potter and clay stuff. I look at my daughter starting her senior year in high school online. And, and I'm going, man, this is potter and clay stuff. While this stuff is happening all around us, God is at work and is shaping us. And it, it, it's been profound for me. It's been so profound for me that this is one of those talks that, that I, I just pray, God, help me get out of the way. I want to get out of the way so that, so that God can speak to you in the way that he's been speaking to me. I feel like I want to go, God, just help each one of us to understand that while we feel like this cracked piece of clay, you're at work in the midst of it. God, I'll pray right now. Lord, I pray that, that you would speak to us in this and that we would all recognize this is potter and clay stuff right now and that you are the potter and that we are the clay. God, speak to us today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So you guys, this all, the, 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 these passages are in Isaiah and in Jeremiah. It's happening in the midst of Babylonian captivity. And our series that we've been talking about is, is life in captivity. See, Jim and I have looked at, at this thing that happened three, almost 3,000 years ago. Nebuchadnezzar comes in with the Babylonian armies and he takes over the, the Jewish people and then he spreads them out all over the region in Babylon and other places. And a guy named Jeremiah, a prophet, 
is writing to those people that have been spread out into those places. And he's telling them, you guys, we got to learn how to live in the midst of this captivity. We can't just wait for the day that we're not in captivity anymore. We got to learn how to live in the midst of the captivity. And we've been looking at this life in COVID and we're going, we got to learn how to live in the midst of this. Well, this speaks right to that. Jeremiah writes in Jeremiah 18, he says, God says this to Jeremiah. He says, hey, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. I will give you my message there. Now, I think that I, as I read that, I think that what God's actually doing is it almost sense a frustration where he's going, Jeremiah, get down to the potter's house. I'm going to reinforce what I've been trying to say down there at the potter's house. Well, as, when I read it that way, I look back. If that's in chapter 18, well, what's he trying to tell us in chapter 17? Well, look at what he says. In chapter 17, he says, but those who trust in the Lord will be blessed. Remember, in the midst of captivity, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of the disappointment, in the midst of the sadness, in the disillusionment, in all of it that's happening, those who trust in the Lord will be blessed. They know the Lord will do what he says. They'll be strong. They're not just going to survive. They're going to be strong like trees planted near a stream that sent out its roots into that living water. It's a tree that's planted right there next to what God is providing for them. That's the trust in the Lord. And look what happens. They have nothing to fear when the days get hot. Normally when a tree would wither because of that heat, their leaves will always be green. They'll never worry, even in a year that has no rain, where a tree would die because of that. They always produce fruit. See, he's saying not, they're not just going to survive, but they're going to produce fruit. See, see, that's what God's trying to tell people through Jeremiah. But here's what happens. God knows we don't respond that way. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the captivity, in the midst of the unknown, our trust in the Lord wanes. Our trust in the Lord goes the other direction. And God's going, man, in these moments, it's so easy for us to stray away. And he's going, no, I want you to come closer. I want you to trust that I've got you in the palm of my hand. So he says, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. I want to reinforce this with this. Go down there. I'm going to give you a message. So he goes down to the potter's house. It says this. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him at working with clay at the wheel. He was making a pot from clay, but there was something wrong with that pot. So the potter used that clay to make another pot. With his hands, he shaped the pot the way he wanted it to be. Now listen to this. Then this message from the Lord came to me. Family of Israel, you know that I can do the same thing with you. You are like clay in the potter's hands and I am the potter. This message is from the Lord. This is essential for us. God is saying, I'm the potter. You're the clay. I've got the plan. I know what to do with this cracked piece of clay. I, I, I can't wait to shape it and mold it into what I want it to be. I can't wait to do that. I'm shaping you right now. I know it doesn't feel that way around you, but in the midst of it, I'm shaping you. I'm the potter and you 
you're the clay. He's saying, you can't reverse that role. You can't be the potter. There's only one that can be the potter. Will you surrender and be the clay and trust me in this? That's what he's saying to you and me. It's reinforced in Isaiah. It says, still, God, you're our father. We're, we're the clay and you're our potter. See, Isaiah is saying, man, we got to keep reminding ourselves of the roles. You're the potter and I'm the clay. In the New Testament, we go into the New Testament. Paul writes about this in Romans. He says the potter, for instance, is always assumed to have complete control over the clay, making with one part of it a lump, a lovely vase, with another a pipe for sewage. Can we not assume that God has the same control over human clay, that God has us in the palm of his hand? Well, here's the deal. I started reading that. I started thinking more about that. And I thought, man, I've got to spend some more time learning more. If I'm going to learn about clay and I'm going to learn about the potter, I got to spend some more time learning more about this. And that's when Stuart and I went down to, the, to this potter's house, really. I mean, it was a, it's, the, it's the art studio of Boulder. And, and we called up Katie down there and we said, can we get come down and learn more about what it means to, to, to be a potter and what it means to be the clay? She said, oh, yeah, sure. She let us sure. come in an I'll hour early from the, all their today. programming for the day. We sat down. She sat down in one chair. I sat down in another. And she said, now, do you want me to just do all of it? Do you just want me to make a bowl for you? And I said, why don't you make one and I'll make one at the same time? So that's what we did. So she put some clay in the, onto one wheel and then she put some clay onto the other wheel. And I sat down and I'm doing, all right, here we go. Here we go. Let's start shaping this. And she said, now get your hands wet. So I got my hands wet and she said she said now here's what we're doing and she pressed into the clay she pressed into the middle of it and she said I want you to press into the middle we're gonna start making a bowl you guys I gotta admit after about probably 10 minutes of this I look over at my little bowl that's being formed and it's just as good as Katie's she even looked over at me and she said she said Bill you're natural at this I'm going, that's right. I'm a natural. I'm a natural potter. Who would have thought that I'm a natural potter? I'm like, that's, yeah, see, you know, I can do this on my own. Do we sometimes do that with the Lord? Are we sometimes looking at God going, I, I don't need you. I can do this on my own. I can be the potter. For a while, it looked like I didn't need her at all. I could have just done this myself. But here's what happened. Here's what happened. Katie starts working on that, on that bowl, and she starts pressing the edges and building it up. And this little bowl becomes this bigger bowl. And now it becomes this thing where you're going, wow, that's really looking good. And she's going, now, press with your thumb and your, and your fingers and, and, and press it out. And put some more water in and push that wheel. You know, she's telling me how fast to push the wheel. And, but next thing I know, what's happening with me is the clay starts to work its way towards the side. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm pushing the wheel too fast. And the clay, the, my bowl starts to get all cattywampus, which I'm not even, not even sure that's a word we use now. But that's the best way to describe what was happening. It just starts going crazy on me and sideways and shrinking. And the clay, and I'm going, what do I do? Katie looks over at me and she starts laughing and she's going, do you want my help? Man, what an awesome question. Do you want my help? 
there's a big part of me that's going, yes, I want your help. But a bigger part of me said, no, I can figure this out. Again, isn't that what we do? That a big, the bigger part of us says, I can figure this out. I don't need the potter. I can figure this out. But you guys, I tried to figure it out. And in the end, she got done and she's got this really cool piece of art that is this bowl. I had a dog dish, an, an odd shaped dog dish. Honestly, it, was, it looked like a tiny little dog dish that if I actually put water into it and it held water, my own dog, Rocky, would walk up to that and go, are you kidding me? I'm going to drink out of that bowl. That's what I ended up making. You guys, as it turns out, I stink at being a potter. As it turns out, we're not very good potters. We want so badly to be potters. We want so badly to be the ones in control. But as it turns out, we're not. There is only one potter. And we're the clay. And I, I, I came out of that just going, man, Lord, how many times do I want to take the, take the wheel and be the potter? How many times do I want to do that? I started, I, that's, this has been riding on me because she gave me this ball of clay and, she, and I had it in my truck and I just started thinking about it so many times in my day, so many times in my week. I just kept going, man, this is another moment where I want to be the potter. I'm tired of surrendering and I'm tired of, of, of everything else being out of control. This is where I want to be in control. And how many times I'm going, you're the potter, I'm the clay, you're the potter. I'm the clay. You're the potter. I'm the clay. God, help me to surrender this, to surrender. I can't believe how much that's affecting, it's affecting my life. I can't believe how, how much that's speaking right into everything I'm facing every single day. A good buddy of mine that's in Seattle, and, and he was texting me, and he was telling me about his, his daughter's wedding and planning a wedding in the midst of COVID and it's coming up really quickly. And, and, and then next thing you know, three of the, of, the, of, the, of the bridal party gets COVID. And so now he's going, now what do we do? Is the wedding off? And, and how do we even plan this? And what's going on? And how do I do this? And so he's, he's talking to me about that. And he's also telling me about his, his job and just this the hard stuff from his job. He's texting me that stuff. This is real life stuff. I respond back to him. I'm trying to encourage him and responding back to him. And, 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 and I'm saying, man, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you with this. And, and then his response was, man, I appreciate that, but I'm kind of losing it now. He says, I, this plus work, I'm so overwhelmed, it's shutting me down. I'm canceling my meetings this afternoon because I couldn't handle it anymore. And then he said, I went for a walk later on. He says, it just took about an hour walk to clear my head, but it isn't gone by the time I get home because at home and work are the same place. Man, that's real life stuff. And this is where I came back to him and I'm just going, geez, I'm preaching on this stuff this next week on this exact thing. I said this, I said, I said, I've read these, the, the different passages in the Bible many times, but it took on a different meaning this time. I told them about me going to the potter's house and learning how to spin and, and how bad I was. I told them I, I made a dog dish and how pathetic it was. And then I said this, 
As it turns out, we're not good at being the potter. Only one person gets to have that job. I'm going to pray that in the next couple of weeks, your word is surrender. Let him be the potter for the wedding. Let him be the potter with the students. Let him be the potter with you and your boss and you and your wife. You are merely the clay. Stay right in the middle of the wheel as it spins. Rest, find peace, and find a ton of joy in knowing our Father has you in his hands and is shaping you, and he's shaping your daughter, and he's shaping your future son-in-law, and he's working on a masterpiece. You can't be the potter this week. You gotta be the clay. That's what I said to him, and, and he said, and I loved his response, okay? His response was this. I, I, the reason why I'm reading this is this is real life stuff, you guys. This isn't just some anecdotal thing. This is real life stuff. Steve's response was, he says, so much is happening and my ability to surrender stinks. I'm sure everyone feels that way in all of this. So much we can't control in the last six months, we grasp harder to things that we think, things we think we can and should control. Let's be honest, when do we surrender it all? And that's when I just reminded him. Isaiah and Jeremiah wrote in the midst of the helplessness, the helplessness of, of captivity. And God is saying, will you trust me? I'm the potter and you're the clay. Will you trust me that I got a plan? Will you trust me that I'm at work? Will you trust me that when your kids are crying because they can't figure out the online platform for school, I've got you and I'm shaping you. Will you trust me when work is overwhelming? You're in the palm of my hands. Will you trust me when your finances are, are tanking? Will you trust me when you're out of, out of work? Will you trust me when you're with your broken heart? Will you trust me with your loneliness? Then I'm pressing in and I'm shaping this clay. And I got a masterpiece in mind. And I'm at work in the midst of all the circumstances that surround you. Will you trust me so much that you surrender and let me be the potter and you be the clay? You guys, if I could, I'd climb through the screen right now and hand you this ball of clay. I'd want to hand it to you because this has been powerful for me, how hard it is, how cracked it is, how ugly it is, and how much God is at work in the midst of it. I want, I want each one of us to be able to say, yeah, I'm the clay. I'll admit that first. Here's what I want to do. I want to spend some time praying over this. I got some more things I want to say. I learned a few more things at the potter's house. But before, before we get to that, I'm going to have Aisha read some scripture for us. And she's going to pray over this surrender that we need to have in our life. Becky's going to sing us a song, and then I'm going to come back and share a few more words about what I learned down there with Katie at the Potter's House, okay? So, so let's spend some time and grab hold of this. We're the clay. He's the potter. Then Jesus said, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Father, forgive us for trying to be the one in control. We are trying to do what only you can do. 
You are the potter God and we are the clay. Help us to have confidence and peace knowing that we are in your hands. Help us to trust that you are shaping us in the spinning, that you are shaping us in this season. Help us to trust that you have a plan. Help us to lift our hands off and let you be in control. Holy Spirit, help us to surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Hard from the beginning, but still you put this clay in your hand, even though it was ugly and filthy. You called it the best kind, yeah. You called me the best kind, so I'll sing hallelujah to the potter who came and made. To the potter who came and made me new Thank you So put me on your wheel now Spin me around, spin me around After this, no, not after this. And all that was dead is finding life again. And a true friend that so happens to be a potter. Oh, hallelujah to the potter who came and made me know it.
Yes, I look just like you, Lord. Oh, I look just like you. Yes, I look just like you, Lord. Okay, you guys, so, so we have to grab hold of who's the potter and who's the clay. That's, that's the most important thing. We have to grab hold of that. Are we willing to be the clay and allow him to be the potter in our lives? Okay, now I have to give you guys a few more things that, I've lear that I learned from that time at the, at, with Katie because it was too cool. It was too cool of an opportunity and a time for, and the things that we learned were so cool that I gotta be able to share some of those things with you as well. So get this. When, when Katie first got started, she took the clay and she plopped it down on her wheel and she put it on my wheel. And I asked her, I said, now, now is that important where you put that clay? And she said, centering the clay is the most important and the hardest part for a potter to do. The hardest thing for a potter to do is to center the clay. She said, in fact, it took her over a year for her to perfect putting the clay in the middle of the wheel. Over a year for someone that does it every day, she had to learn how to put the clay in the middle of the wheel. She said it's super important because if the clay isn't centered, as the wheel is spinning, the clay will start to pull towards an edge. So the clay has to be centered. You guys, I love that because I'm sitting there going, that's what God wants to do in our life. It's not just surrendering to him being the potter. It's surrendering to what he's trying to do. And what he's trying to do in our life is he wants us to be right in the center of what he's doing. He, he's, he's working at us being in the center. But our, our, the humanness in us pulls us towards the edge. We want to pull away from the center. We want to say, okay, at least I'm on the wheel and that's all I need to think about. But no, God's going, no, I need you right in the center because I know what can happen as you start to gravitate towards the edge. I've told you this a long time ago. I had this dog, this beagle, uh, Meryl. She's a really dumb, overweight beagle. And I used to take her to the dog park. And, and when I took her to the, when we take her to the park, she'd always wander around the outside of the, of the fence line of the park, just sniffing the poop on the, on the fence line of the park. And we'd sit there going, is that all you're going to do? We're in the middle of the park going, come on, Meryl, come to the middle, have some fun in here. And all she's doing is sniffing the edges. You guys, that's what we tend to do. We tend to be people that say, man, I just, I'm moving to the edges. I'm moving to as far away as I can and still say that I'm on the wheel. And God is going, man, I want to press you to the middle because that's where I can really work on my masterpiece. And the question for you and me is, are we willing to submit and surrender to God enough for him to say, man, I'm pressing you with your family, with your job, with everything you're doing. I want you to be in the middle of the wheel. Man, John 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. And as the, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You guys, that's center of the wheel thinking. 
That's saying, man, I'm going to be, I'm sitting right there with you in the middle, abiding in you. My life, I wanted to, I wanted to, to reflect abiding in you because that's putting me in the center of the wheel where God can do his masterful work. Man, that's super important there. Are we willing to surrender to God to, for the, to be in the center of the, of the wheel? The second one is this. The second one is really interesting. The part that I messed up on the most where my, my bowl turned into a dog dish was the part where she was putting her fingers on the clay and really pressing in on, at, with just the right amount of tension. And she's, she's put, pressing in and she's shaping that, the, the, that bowl up. She's got that wheel turning at the right speed and then she's shaping it perfectly with the right amount of tension on her thumbs and on her fingers as she's doing that. I had no idea the kind of tension you had to put on there. And so mine was all messed up. God knows the right amount of pressure to put on each one of us as he's shaping us. And the question for you and me is, are you willing to be reshaped by God? Are you willing to, to take, for God to take on some of those things that we hold on to and God's going, man, I got to work on some of that pride and I'm going to put the pressure on it right where I need to, right where I need to. Are you willing to allow him to do that? I got to look at some of that arrogance and I got to put some pressure on that. I got to look at some of that apathy. I got to put some pressure on that. I got to look at some of that judgment in the midst of the political climate that we're in. I got to look at some of that judgment and I'm going to put the right, the perfect amount of pressure on it for me to continue to shape you into the likeness of my son. I'm going to keep working on this masterpiece and I'm putting the right amount on there, right amount of pressure. See, some of us have some things in our life that we do that turns us away from God. Some of us have some sin in our life that we're going, we're still on the wheel. We're still allowing that to happen. Are we, are we willing to surrender to God to go, man, God's going to put some pressure on that. He's going he's gonna to help shape us. And it might mean removing some things from our life. It might mean recognizing some things in our life that we have to address. I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. Moses, it says, Moses, along with the people of God, chose to be mistreated rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. You know what Moses was doing? He was going, God's the potter. I'm the clay and he's shaping me. See, Hebrews 11 is these heroes of faith. It's one after another of heroes of faith. But you know what they were? Each one of those people were just balls of clay. They were balls of clay that said, I surrender to the Father. I, put, I want to be right in the center of the wheel. I, I know that God's going to put the pressure in the right places. And God's working on me. And ultimately, he has a plan for how he wants to shape me. And at the beginning of chapter 12 of Hebrews, it says the, these were the great cloud of witnesses that now look out over us. The great cloud of witnesses. You guys, that great cloud of witnesses, man, all that is, is God's masterpiece that allowed him to shape them. And God shaped them into his masterpiece. And he's doing that with you and me. Look away for a moment from the potter's wheel. Behind him, we see a shelf upon shelf of works of art. Those objects of beauty were at one time on the potter's wheel as clay, clay that yielded to the potter's hand. Once they all were a shapeless mass of mud, 
what happened? That lifeless clay was under the hand of the potter, and as the wheel of circumstances turned, he molded and made them into the vessels that now stand on display. Well, it's true that our lives are best when they are built upon life with the potter. So we're gonna sing to that end together. We wanna invite you wherever you are. May we lift these words and build our life upon God. Would you join us? We sing worthy. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. He's worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. We sing Jesus. Jesus, the name above every other name. Yes. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. He's worthy, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, oh, we live for you. We sing holy and holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show.
All right, you guys. Hey, I want to finish this thing up, but I want to leave you with one thought. I want you to think about the potter. I want you to think about how careful he is with the clay. Picture it. Picture the potter and the intentionality, how intentional he is with the clay. I want you to think about him sticking his hands in the water and putting it on that clay and forming that clay in exactly what he wants to do. I want you to think about his foot on the wheel and how he's got that wheel spinning at just the right speed for him to craft. And he's a master craftsman. I want you to think about how much he's crafting each one of us. And I want you to picture his face, the joy on his face as he looks at at this piece of clay and he's going, I am crafting a masterpiece. And that's you and me. And he's just saying, will you just recognize? Will you surrender? Will you just admit I am the clay and he's the potter? And in the midst of all of it, I want you to think of one more thing. His hands. His hands have holes in them. And his feet have holes in them. Those same hands that are doing that have holes and nail holes in his hands and his feet. Because he went all the way to the cross because he loves us that much. That's where he starts. He starts with that love, that passion, that plan. He has that idea for this piece of clay as he shapes it and molds it. For, what, in, in, for his purposes in our life. You guys, think about that this week. Think about it. I want all week long, I'd love for you to just be going potter and clay. It's potter and clay. Anything that's going on, it's potter and clay. God's got it. I'm trusting him. I'm the clay. He's the potter. You guys have an awesome week as we continue to learn how to live in the midst of captivity. Take care. Seriously, you guys, I mean, this was really a blast here at Studio Arts Boulder. You guys got to try it out. It's a really cool place for you to bring your kids or to bring to, for a date night. Um, they, do, they do big big groups. You could, do a, you could do a core group in here. You guys, come by here. This, the, Katie was awesome and really fun. I'm going to bring my family for sure. So Studio Arts Boulder here in, in, in Boulder. Okay, see ya.